I'm Umbreen Khan, and you're listening to Inspired, a production of Interfaith Voices. Alex Cronemer and Michael Wolf were journalists who teamed up back in 1999 to start a new media nonprofit to produce films and media that would educate audiences to counter bigotry and promote healthy pluralism. Over the years, several of their productions have received critical acclaim, including an Emmy nomination. But making the case for films that would educate American audiences about Islam or Muslims was not so easy in those early days. When we came with our very first program 20 years ago, Muhammad Legacy of the Prophet, we initially were literally, I mean, quite literally laughed out of the room. It was just like, there's no way that... Uh, anyone's going to want to watch a show about the life of Muhammad. They're just forget about it. You know, our audiences don't care. They're not interested. Well, you know, 20 years later, well, not only have we had, you know, 10 plus programs uh, and not just us, other people produce programming too on, on the Muslim story for many different platforms. Can you describe just from your perspective, having done this work for as long as you have, what are some of the big changes that you've seen? Well, you know, I don't think our organization, Unity Productions Foundation, can take full credit uh, for some of the cultural changes that have happened in Hollywood. But we have been working in Hollywood for more than a decade and working with many, many writers and many producers of shows to try to get uh, uh, a, you know, to break that narrative that Muslims are either terrorists or they're victims of, of, uh, of an abusive husband. I mean, those are kind of the two things that we saw all the time. Or they're the quote-unquote good Muslim who really has abandoned the faith, and that's what makes that person quote-unquote a good Muslim. And we've, we've worked really hard to try to see representations of Muslims in, in a more realistic and a diverse way. We interacted frequently with a show called Grey's Anatomy, and Grey's Anatomy began putting on Muslim doctors or Muslims in various circumstances. There's the show um, Transplant um, that features a Syrian doctor. So, uh, and then many other shows uh, that have shown even even Muslims. Um, I, there was the HBO show called The Night of, uh, which had a uh, Riz Ahmed, who now is kind of big news actor, but I think that was one of his first roles, plays uh, somebody who's mistakenly arrested for a murder. Uh, And, you know, he's not a squeaky clean character. He's, you know, he's not a, he's he's a very flawed person, but it's a very nuanced and human portrayal of somebody different than what you might've seen 10 years earlier, you know, where it had been just like this crazed uh, Quran uh, quoting crazy kind of person, right? Now it's, these are human beings. So that's been a, we, we have seen this cultural shift happen in, the Hollywood space. And, you know, in the work that we're doing, you know, 20 years ago, there was, we were the only people making programming that was like the program that we do, you know, telling the Muslim story. And now there's many more people doing that. And there's many more opportunities to learn that story. So we're, you know, we are seeing a change. So there is progress. And in a, in a strange way, I think the Trump administration helped that because helped it in the sense that Trump really required people to take a stand. I mean, he took such a strong stand in one direction that people who were on the fence had to decide where they were on that issue. I was on an airplane when the Muslim man was announced. I was on an airplane on a cross-country flight. When I landed, that had been news for about two or three hours. I had no idea. I 
come out of the airport and I walked into this mass of people demonstrating. And at first I was, you know, just glimpsing a few of the signs. I mean, it was all, um, you know, white people, you know, demonstrating. And at first, just glancing, you know, my first glance at some of the signs, I thought it was some kind of anti-Muslim protest for some reason. But then I suddenly realized that it wasn't that at all. It was people protesting the ban. Mm. And, and that was new. You know, I mean, I think that, uh, uh, you, know, during, you know, other times when things would happen, it didn't, it didn't require people to really say, I believe this or I don't believe this. I am for the civil rights of uh, Muslims or I'm not for them. I mean, people were on the fence, but many people became, you know, advocates. They began to uh, recognize. And I think that's why we've seen some of this cultural shift in the media also happen, just the way that the topic is covered. I remember having a conversation, uh, you know, as I said, we did quite a lot of consulting with producers and writers and so forth. And I remember having one with somebody who really, uh, who was the producer of a very popular television program, I won't say which one, but um, who really was expressing a deep amount of regret uh, for for he, what he believed was his contributions to Islamophobia by uh, telling story, you know, creating a, a scenario in a story of a you know, mean, bad Muslim terrorist who was a terrorist because he was a Muslim. He felt like, you know, this was maybe not the right thing to do. So I feel like, you know, sometimes I, in these conversations, I, I talk a lot about, well, we're trying to show the mainstream America, this, that, and the other thing, but we're also uh, often, at least for me, I'm also often very mindful of the fact that we're speaking to young people, Muslims, you know, who, um, who need, who struggle with their identity and who need things that can affirm who they are as people. Uh, and it also explains if you look at our library of films, we've done so many different topics and, you know, stories about women, stories about leaders, stories about average people, you know, all kinds of things, because we really wanted to, um, not just for an audience who's not Muslim, but for an audience, particularly a younger audience who is, show the diversity and show that you can be a woman, you can be of this descent or that descent, you can be a very practicing or a less practicing person, but still have that identity and 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 be whole uh, in your in your sense of self. So that's always been a big part of my personal interests and thoughts and motivations for doing the work that I do. Alex, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for this uh, opportunity to talk with you and speak to your audience. Um, I've been a fan of Interfaith Voices for many years, and I'm really kind of uh, very uh, excited and uh, grateful to finally be on the show. <laughs> so thank you for having us. Alex Cronemer is the co-founder of Unity Productions Foundation and the director and producer for The Great Muslim American Road Trip. That's all for this week's show. If you missed any part, you can stream it online at interfaithradio.org. While you're there, you can also learn about us, read the show notes, sign up for our newsletter, and explore the archives. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or really the podcaster of your choice. Just search Interfaith Voices. And while you're there, help us out. Leave a rating and a review. It helps others find us. A special thanks to MC Yogi for our theme music. 
Additional music by Blue Dot Sessions, and a special thanks to our founder, Maureen Fiedler. This week's episode was produced by Kimberly Winston, Richa Karmakar, Kevin McCarthy, and myself. Inspired is a production of Interfaith Voices. We're a nonprofit, and we rely on the generous support of our listeners to bring you this show. I'm your host and executive producer, Umbreen Khan. Remember to stay safe, stay well, and stay connected. I'll see you next week.